After 9 Podcast Studios. This, this is the award-winning After 9 with Scott and Kat. Powered by Tony Johal, broker at Remax Twin City. Your home sold guaranteed or he'll buy it. Happy Erection Day! Getting harder to predict a winner. <laughs> is that not what it is? It's not Erection Day? No. Uh, well, I mean, technically any day could be Erection Day. It just oh. depends if you're feeling lucky or not. Oh, okay. Well, I thought did that you would have be a, fun. Did you have an Erection Day this week? <laughs> is that why you're asking? <laughs> That'd be none of your goddamn business, sir. <laughs> uh, we are going to talk about the federal election. The polls are now open as we do this podcast. We'll come back to that. But first, there's a couple things I want to do, including talking about the primetime Emmys that were handed out last night. This is the best in TV, even though most of the winners are not actually on TV. They are on streaming services. But first, there's a lot of people who just fucking hate their job. Hate it, hate it, hate it with a passion. And they have this fantasy that when they finally leave that job, they're going to go out in a blaze of glory. And it really makes me wonder, with so many people dying to get that great social media moment when they quit, why do management at Walmart keep giving the regular employees access to the PA system? Because it happened again. A disgruntled employee grabbed the mic. Let me take you back to late last week. Attention Walmart shoppers and associates. My name is Beth from Electronics. I've been working at Walmart for almost five years and I can say that everyone here is overworked and underpaid. The attendant policy is bullshit. We are treated for management and customers poorly every day. Whenever we have a problem with it, we're told that we're replaceable. I'm tired of the constant gaslighting. This company treats their elderly associates like shit. To Jared, our store manager, you're a pervert. (laughs) Retta and Kathy, shame on y'all for treating your associates the way you do. I hope you don't speak to your families the way you speak to us. Shout out to Kamonique, Patty, Shardell, and so many more. Walmart doesn't deserve y'all. Fuck manage it and fuck this job. I quit. That's how you do it. Wow. wow. Fuck Walmart. <laughs> why can't I be why can't I be in a anything? Walmart, whatever, when that happens. Why? Ah, uh, I don't even know what I'd do. Would I be like reaching for my phone? Would I be like, no, this is happening? Fucking uh, right. I don't even a, know. Son of a bitch. Beth is no longer employed by the Walmart Corporation, yeah, yeah, in you case you're wondering. Say, you don't say. <laughs> I'd like to hear a little more about why Jared's a pervert. Store manager, what do you do? Yeah. Sicko. Oh, that's great. But when you think about it, like, wouldn't don't, haven't we all had a job where we would love to have been able to do that? And whether it be just grab a megaphone and tell the whole place, but you just, what a relief it would feel. I'm not saying it's right. Hey, hey, hey. I'm not saying everyone should do it and it's right and it's okay, but I'm just saying. Probably feels pretty good. Yeah, I bet it's... Uh... You're nervous the whole time, right? Like, do they not have an override switch where they can be like, oh, fuck, cut that mic. Like, in radio and and in podcasting, we do. Do they not at Walmart? No. Can nobody else jump on and say, no, 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 just kidding. Uh, Toilet paper's on sale in aisle 55. Running to whatever telephone they're using when they do that, that's their backup system. I'm pretty sure they don't have anything in place for that. Well, all right. 
Um, did you vote yet? No, I'm doing it today. I do plan to do it on whenever I leave here. So hopefully we'll, the, we'll just make the podcast real quick. Uh, but yeah, I know there's probably going to be lines where I'm going. But yeah, I'm planning to do it on my way home. We're going to talk about the feds in just a sec. Uh, buddy of mine is so fucking into this. He hates Trudeau with so much hatred mm-hmm. that he screenshotted it and sent it to me this morning. He filled out the online quote for movers and he typed in 24 Sussex drive <laughs> as the starting address and somewhere in Papineau, Montreal as oh. the uh, destination. Oh. He wanted to get a quote for Justin for moving. <laughs> oh my God. I love that. That's pretty clever though. You have too I, much I, time I on your hands, bro. Yeah. I don't think he's going to get his wish to be quite honest with you, but that's great. I don't think he will either. But again, we'll come back to that. The Emmys were on last night and it, it had some moments, but it really had nothing to do with honoring the shows that were winning awards. It was all the other stuff happening around it that stood out. Yeah. I think you and I agree. The cast of Shit's Creek was fan-fucking-tastic last I night. I thought that they were telling... I thought that this actually happened. Like, I thought it was happening in the moment I'm watching it. I'm thinking, how could you not have your shit together production team at the Emmys? You're fucking up Eugene Levy's moment. And partway through, I, I, I realized... Wait a minute. This is a skit all in its own. They did uh, such a good job. Let's take a listen to some of that. <laughs> Thank you Thank so much. You. There's nothing on the prompter. Um, it's nothing on the prompter. I think no, we should no, just no, open no. the envelope. No, it's got to be coming on. Okay, they wouldn't be doing this on purpose, would they? Why would anyone want to embarrass us on the national television on purpose? Why would, why? I don't know. Why, why would I know? I, I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. No, I, I just... You just what? Why is your face being weird? Eugene... Did you do something? No. No, I I didn't do anything. I didn't do anything. No, I just, I may have passed the writer's room this morning and asked them to lift the dialogue a little bit, but that's... You casually told a room of comedy writers to lift your dialogue? Lift was the word that you used? Yeah, tighten it up a little, you know, like... And and, and what was their response? (laughs) They're great. So, so, so good. They deserve all the accolades. Um, That show's not on anymore, right? Like, they're not making any more Shit's Creeks. No, correct. Uh, They, last year was the last year that they were able to win Emmys, and they won all of them. They won literally every single category in terms of comedy show that they could possibly win. So bit of a legend all on its own. And it was one of those things that we heard about for years, but in the States, particularly because it was picked up by Netflix, they didn't even know about it until a couple of years ago. Seth Rogen had a speech that was, it kind of came off funny, but I think most people got the vibe that he was pretty serious too. He didn't like how many people were there and indoors, and I'm guessing that that's not what he was led to believe when he confirmed that he would go. 
Anyway, good to be here at the Emmy Awards. Let me start by saying there is way too many of us in this little room. What are we doing? They said this was outdoors. It's not. They lied to us. We're in a hermetically sealed tent right now. I would not have come to this. Why is there a roof? It's more important that we have three chandeliers than that we make sure we don't kill Eugene Levy tonight. Yeah, that to me right there sounds like he's not kidding. Like he's yeah. not kidding around. You can hear the laughter in his voice, but it was almost like a, I'm fucking serious assholes kind of laughter. 100%. 100%. Why did they do that? Like everybody understands what's going on here, right? Like there's a lot of sick people in hospitals and emergency rooms all around the world. Why are they pushing it to try and get two hours of television? Yeah, I couldn't tell. I couldn't. I, well, I mean, I could tell you. Money. Money, 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 money always comes down to money. Yeah, I guess. Uh, who was the big winner last night? Was it that Ted Lasso show? Ted Lasso picked up a lot of awards. The Crown. Uh, the Crown actually picked up the most. Um, so that's for drama, really. They won everything. And for comedy, it was Ted Lasso. Uh, Jason Sudeikis won uh, for Outstanding Actor. And then you had Kate Winslet, my girl. For outstanding actress, haven't even seen uh, the mayor of East Town, but they won a bunch of awards too. So, a bunch of shows I've actually never seen. And I think that's the biggest problem with trying to do an award show like this now. We have so many different options on so many different platforms, and not all of us have every platform. So, if you have Netflix, maybe you don't have Apple TV. Maybe you have, you know, whatever it is, this, but you don't have that, and you don't get to see every single show. Whereas back in the day, when it was just cable and only cable, it's like everybody watched the same shows. You all watched Friends and Seinfeld. Yeah, you all watched those shows. Yeah. Now it's not like that anymore. And I'm still shocked, quite honestly, that they even have this on cable uh, because they should just move it to a streaming service at this point. All in all, they've really just got to axe the award shows. Like, just fucking mail them to people. Well, like now even people don't want to go to the shows. <laughs> what are we doing here? I hate the, you know what I hate? I hate the, when it comes to the rhetoric of, um, you know, certain people missing out and standing up for, you know, this ethnicity or whatever it is. I'm all for that. That's great. But what I don't understand is still today, right now, why are we still separating it by gender? Like, yeah. why don't we just have the best actor, period, the end? It doesn't matter if you're male or female. Why are we still separating it by sex? I, I don't get it. I think that's to drag it out. Like if they <laughs> just handed out an overall best actor award and it could go to a woman or a man, the show would be over in half the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the only thing I can think of or they're just that archaic. Like there's yeah. there, there's no difference in the acting ability of a woman or a man. Like l let's fuck off here. <laughs> like come on. It's 2021. Uh, a couple of quick things here. Number 1, have you started getting the asks from school? Now that your daughter's in school, are they asking for money like every fucking day? Well, we have what's called a school cash online. And I, I'm assuming a lot of different schools use similar or this or similar where, you know, when it used to be permission slips, you remember the days, Scott, you'd come home and I don't know what it was like for your kids. So you'll have to let me know. But even when your kids were in school, did they have physical permission slips and you sent money with them to school? Yeah, in fact, it was the same system with my kids as it used to be when wow. I was a kid. It must have evolved fairly recently oh, because yeah. I distinctly remember taking that permission slip back to the teacher with a, mm -hmm. I don't know, a $10 bill paper clip to it. And here's my money. Let me go to the museum yeah. or the maple syrup festival. 
Yes, if you're an American listener, that's a field trip that we do here. We all have to go down to the fucking sugar bush and wander around in the trees for a day. No, but hang on a second. It gets worse. It's always when it's minus fucking 25 degrees that we have to do it. It's the worst field trip that you go on every year is the one to the sugar bush. Seems like a great idea at first, and then you get there, and it's actual hell. It frees my tits off standing here in Shades Mill. No thanks. Um, Yeah, so anyway, it has changed quite a bit to answer your question. Yes, so it's all online. So basically permission slips and and forms and everything else uh, pop up on your cart and you add them to your cart. Now, some of them cost money and some of them don't. So, for example, I have to fill out that I understand uh, the concussion protocols. So I sign off on that. Uh, Images. Can we use images or video of your kid? Sign off on that. And everything is so I can go back and look at it and reference it. I can change things at any time if I change my mind on things. And that's also where the money is going to come into play, where, oh, we've got, you know, this day coming up. Uh, feel free to donate. So that kind of thing all happens online now, uh, securely. They don't want cash in the school or around the school. So it's, I actually prefer it this way. I don't want to have to go to the bank to take money out or I don't even know how to write a check anymore. I don't fucking remember. So I'm glad it is this way, but I find it pretty easy. There's a nationwide shortage of bus drivers. And schools, for those who don't know, don't get enough funding to cover absolutely everything. That's why you have to send money to school. It's for everything from, I don't know, snacks to pizza days to milk to field trips to everything else. Parents get asked for money all the time when they've got kids in school. It's actually a little bit annoying, to be perfectly honest with you. But here's a great example of underfunding in the school system, albeit this is from the U.S., A teacher in Boston, I just happened to see his tweet the other day. He tried to hire a bus because his kids are going on a field trip. They don't have enough bus drivers, so he had to go to an external charter company. He had to pay for this bus. And unfortunately, the only bus available to get kids to this trip was a party bus that had stripper poles on it. (laughs) Oh, come on. Hopefully they sanitized it after whatever fucking bachelorette happened in there first. They had to take a party bus on a field trip and that was it. And and the teacher said most of these kids had no idea why there was big metal poles in the middle of the aisle. Dude, (laughs) So he has now sent out a picture of what his kids had to deal with. With a reminder that schools are underfunded and more money needs to go to the education system. I'm not here to say that more money needs to go to the education system or it doesn't, but I will tell you that's a little fucking weird when you get a, an entire party bus full of second graders that are supposed to be going to the museum and there's a stripper pole in the middle of the aisle. Oh my God. No, keep it. Where the, were the parents pissed? Oh, they're fucking little yeah, cats. Okay. I'd oh, imagine. my kids, they've, they've seen a stripper pole now. Uh I'd be more worried about like, is there still like, I don't know what the fuck they did in the bus. Like, were they sitting on something they shouldn't have? Did they touch anything that they shouldn't have? Was it sanitized properly? I'm more about the germs. Uh, It could have been a good opportunity to teach them phys ed. I mean, pole dancing is definitely a workout. I don't think the teacher did that, but, you know, I mean, there's an opportunity there. In any case, uh, it's a plea for more funding for the schools. Next up. The pandemic, they say, has led to many kinks in the supply chain, and the latest one is Lunchables. They say the Heinz company, which makes Lunchables, Kraft Heinz, is having difficulty keeping up with the demand for Lunchables. 
<laughs> I never understood sending a Lunchable to school no. as if it was a lunch. I just, it's just gross. I don't, really? I, I'm shocked. First of all, I am surprised, and I don't know how it works, where exactly the shortage is, because I do see them now in the, our grocery stores. Uh, every different company will have their version of a Lunchable. To me, it's gross, A, and B, the schools really don't want that. When nope. it comes to school snacks, that's a lot of waste. That's a lot of plastic and garbage. They hope that you don't bring that. I got a Bentgo box, for example. That's what the brand is. It's Bentgo. Uh, but that's the style, right? Where you put it all in there and you already have the packaging at home, either in your garbage or you you send them, but they have to leave the garbage inside the box. That's how it typically goes right now. So that's surprising to me that that many people, I don't know if that many people are rushing out to buy it for, for that reason, to send kids to, to school with them. But... Yeah, it's wasteful, and it's gross. It doesn't even taste good. I don't get it. Like, Make your own. It's so much better that way. A 15-year-old boy over in the UK, cat just underwent emergency surgery because he, too, decided it'd be a good idea to jam something up his fucking urethra. Here we go again. This is the third time in three months we've had a story about people trying to stick shit in their dick. Mm-hmm. What is not clear about this? Let me make this perfectly clear for everybody listening. And guys, you should know. You know what? Pull your dick out and take a look at it. You see how little that hole is there in the middle of your dick? You see that? Don't put anything in there. Well. Nothing in there. You shouldn't want anything going in there. It's awful. Well, yeah. I mean, okay, so for those that don't know, that's a thing. That is a thing when it comes to pleasure. There's a special feeling you get, I guess. I don't get it. Um, it. It's called sounding for those that don't know. And they actually sell things. Anytime we've talked about this, I have people who work in, you know, sex shops and, and such that'll, that'll tell me, hey, you know, they sell actual tools for that so that you don't get, you know, USB cords stuck up your dick and stuff like that. It's pretty important to make sure that you're doing the right thing. So let's just put it this way. If that appeals to you, please find the right tools. I don't even know if that's a thing. Cool. I, 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 I couldn't tell you if a doctor... If it's FDA approved, for example, these rods that you're supposed to stick up there. I'm going to guess the FDA wants nothing to do with this topic. It's, it's, I, you know what? Probably not. But you know that they make them. And, and apparently they're safer than shoving all kinds of random shit up there. What are you thinking? Don't do that. Well, you said it. In this case, this kid, and they say he was triggered by sexual curiosity, claims he just wanted to measure the length of his dick. To do it, he stuck a USB cable in mm-hmm. his urethra. Mm-hmm. That's that's really happened, everybody. And and I know it. You're thinking a USB cable? What? Like like you would plug into a computer or charge your phone with? Yeah, one of those. He stuck a USB cable in his dick. And you're, I know, I know. I can picture the look on your face right now. You're thinking, Scott, you're a fucking liar. There's no way that happened. Look at the feature image on this podcast. That's the x-ray. There's the USB cable. That's his dick. It's in there. Emergency surgery to remove a USB cable from his Peter. Right there. Everybody sufficiently grossed out now?
this is what we're doing. We're sticking fucking computer components in our dicks. Don't, and then you're risking even being able to use your dick. I assume this guy, I don't know what the surgery entail. I didn't know if they had to slice it open. I don't know if they just gave it a good fucking yank while he was under. I, like I a hot dog that was in the microwave too long. Yeah, like, exactly. I don't know if it splits. Uh, I, I don't get it. I don't know. I don't know. You know what? I don't even want to know. I don't want to fucking know. I just know that I guarantee you that person regrets it. So don't be that Person! Thank you. Don't be that person. Let's talk about the uh, activities of today. It is September the 20th. It is Election Day across Canada. First off, let me do something here for our listeners around the world, but not in Canada, that don't necessarily pay close attention to Canadian politics. You're not dissimilar from most Canadians. Canadian politics is fucking boring sometimes. But this election... It was a little different because it was a complete role reversal. If you had said, it's weird, but Justin Trudeau is really kind of reminding me of Donald Trump. You're not crazy. It's the exact same playbook. Mm -hmm. Very, very negative. Very, very divisive. Very much don't trust them. Don't believe them. They're lying to you. They're conning you. That's not typically what you see from the Liberal Party of Canada, but it went very, very negative, this campaign. And he uh, really tried to make a villain out of Aaron O'Toole. So, is that going to work? It might. The polls are that close. I think the latest overnight overall popularity poll had the Conservatives at 32.1 and the Liberals at 31.4. That's a statistical tie. The margin of error, this is well within the margin of error. So who's going to win? If you go by the seat projections and and based on the popular vote, you can look at specific riding results and you can anticipate who's going to win. Here's how this election is going to happen. Justin Trudeau is going to get exactly, almost exactly what he wanted. A divided nation. If the polls are correct, Ontario is going to overwhelmingly vote liberal. Ontario will vote liberal. Quebec is going to vote mainly for the bloc, a little bit for the liberals, and a little bit for the conservatives. The West, right out to BC, is going to be split between the conservatives and the NDP. Atlantic Canada, well, that's still up for grabs, but it kind of looks like they're leaning liberal, but they were also leaning liberal before their last provincial election when the liberals got kicked out of office and the conservatives formed a majority in Nova Scotia in particular. So really, there's no way to predict it. But if you go off the polls, it will be a Justin Trudeau, very thin minority government that will 100 percent be led by Ontario. I think the rest of the country fucking hates that. That no matter how many they elect from another party, they still don't get their people in power because there's so many seats in Ontario. Mm -hmm. That's frustrating, right? You could have literally half the country vote conservative, but because the GTA is so densely populated, there's so many seats in southern Ontario 
the liberals could win it by winning a very small portion of the country mm-hmm. geographically. I know. That's how it works. I don't really think our system's great to begin with, <laughs> well, but it's what we have. We've talked so many times, not us here on this podcast, but in particular, uh, the national conversation many times has been about electoral reform. And it doesn't really make a lot of sense to people that Justin Trudeau is probably going to win about 30 to 33 percent of the popular vote. That means 67 percent of the country is going to vote for someone else, but he could still be prime minister tomorrow. Mm -hmm. And that pisses people off. There's a lot of people who think, you know what, we're never going to get anywhere unless our voting is representative of how the House of Commons looks, i.e. if 33% of the country votes for the liberals, then 33% of the House of Commons should be liberal. And if 31% votes conservative, 31% of the seats should be held by conservatives. And if 20% vote NDP, they should have 20% of the seats. And so on and so forth. If you went that way, you would have a couple of Green Party candidates in the House of Commons. You would have a couple of PPC candidates in the House of Commons. The problem is the powers that be, liberals right now and for the last six years, they don't like that system. As is, 67% of the country can vote against them and they can still govern under the current system. There's no incentive to change around the way we vote. And I get the frustration from a lot of people. I mean, there's people who just vote liberal and they always vote liberal and they'll always vote liberal just because that's what their parents told them to do or they're what their buddies do or their boss or whomever. They don't really care that much. They're going to go out and vote and do their civic duty. And that's fine. That's all you have to do is vote. There's other people that are very passionate, very, very motivated to get out because they want a change in government. And they're probably not going to get it. And to make things even worse, we might not even know tomorrow or Wednesday or Thursday who the winner is Mm -hmm. because there's mail-in ballots this time that we've got to count. Lots of them that could change the outcome of the election. So I don't know who's going to win. I strongly suspect it'll be a thin, liberal, minority government. Very thin. But I also think that there's going to be some drama. Wouldn't surprise me at all if Aaron O'Toole and Jagmeet Singh march down to Rideau Hall and ask the governor general to allow them to form government as a coalition if the liberals win. Can That's they just do something that? I'm going to leave it out there. That's just back mm-hmm. in my mind possibility. Mm-hmm. Oh, actually, yeah, they could. So it doesn't even matter who wins majority, the most seats. If it's majority, specifically, I wanted to ask, if, 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 because I'm going to take a guess now that it's actually going to be the majority he wants. And if it was, can they do that still? So if it's a majority, then no, it's very cut and dried. The party with the majority of the seats forms government because they'll have no problem getting the confidence of the House. Now, if it's a minority government, let's say Trudeau gets uh, maybe 178 seats. That's eight more than he needs. No, actually, it wouldn't be 170. A minority can form any, any different way. Let's say the liberals have more seats than any other party, but they don't have more than half the seats. Well, if you take the conservatives and the NDP and add them together, they would have more seats than the liberals. And they could go to the governor general and say, hey, listen, I I know you've got the liberals there and they're saying we won, but us together, we won. 
So give us the first crack at governing. And if they have an agreement in place that they will support each other, then yeah, you could see the party that didn't win the most number of seats running the country. It's just the way the system works. And the governor general does play a big role in this. And to be honest, the governor general shouldn't have granted this election in the first place. So she kind of owes one to the opposition parties. Anything could happen, Kat. Anything could happen. And I love the drama. I just think it's going to be a real interesting week because there's going to be a lot of pissed off people no matter what happens. There are liberals that hate the thought of conservatives running this country. And if the conservatives are running, they're going to be mad. If the liberals win, you're going to have roughly a third of this country screaming that it was fixed. And I love it. Either way. Yeah, either way, social will not be quiet tomorrow. So have fun with that, everyone who has it. And tomorrow we will, of course, update you guys with whatever does uh, happen today. Right now, there's a nationwide shortage of Lunchables. What? That's because single dads also eat them as dinnerables. Lions at the National Zoo have tested positive for COVID. They think they might have got it at the Pride Parade. uh... The After 9 Podcast is powered by Tony Johal, broker at REMAX Twin City. Your home sold guaranteed or he'll buy it. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance (laughs) recital. (laughs) And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.